Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Praise God. God is so good, isn't he? All right, I'm reading from Matthew chapter number 2. These are scriptures that I used last week. I'm going to use them again this week. Chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Uh, I know these are scriptures we usually read prior to Christmas. This is the new year, but I just felt um, in my heart to talk about these wise men. God laid them on my heart, and I got looking at them, and I realized there's a tremendous understanding and message here. And so I have entitled this message that I started last week on a live stream. We weren't in the building last week, but I live streamed. I'm going to pick it up this week, preach part two of this that I have entitled, Why Have You Come? Why have you come? And this is part two. We know the wise men came, and I brought this out last week. I'm not going to re-preach last week's message, except that to say that the wise men came with this one thought in mind. They said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? We have come to worship him. And I brought out last week that that's the reason we come. We come to worship the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We come to seek his face and to magnify him and to worship him and to present him with our gifts. And as I mentioned earlier, our tithe, our offering, our worship, we have come to honor him. Now, last week I pointed out that we should come to church and worship God no matter what. We should come to worship God if the people are friendly or they're not friendly. Some people say, well, I go to that church because it's friendly, or I don't want to go to that church because it's not friendly. Uh, I go to that church because I click with it, or I don't go to that. And I talked about all that last week. I'm not going to re-preach that. Uh, but I do want to just pick up on that for a moment because there is another aspect to church, another aspect to why we do what we're doing rather than just fitting in. Because if it doesn't matter where we actually fit in, if we feel like it doesn't matter if people are friendly, it doesn't matter if I like the church, it doesn't matter, none of that matters, then it doesn't really matter where you go, does it, as long as you go to worship the Lord, right? What does it matter where you go? Go anywhere. I'm just here to worship God. But you see, it does matter where we go. We have to go for the right reason, but we also need to go to the right place. We need to make sure we're in the right place. So just coming to worship him, although noble, doesn't negate the fact that going to the right place to worship him is very powerful. In fact, the wise men said it this way before they gave their gifts. They said, where is he? Where is Jesus? And that's the question we need to ask. Where is Jesus? Because that's where I want to go to worship him. Now, I teach a home Bible study. If any of you have not been through my home Bible study, I encourage you to either do it through, through our online sessions or ask me personally. But uh, we, I teach a home Bible study, and one of the things I point out is the fact that the label Christianity in our day means almost nothing. Can you say amen? Christian, if you say you're a Christian, what does that really mean? 
What does that mean? One of the things I point out when I'm teaching a home Bible study, in fact, I'm teaching Matt right now. Matt's up in the balcony. We teach him a home Bible study. Matt knows that this question's already been asked him or this statement's already been made. And that is the fact that if you come to my house for a home Bible study, probably between your house and my house, you've driven past 10 Christian churches. But if you stopped and knocked on all 10 of those Christian church doors and said, what must I do to be saved, you would probably get 10 different answers. Yet they all call themselves Christian. So does it matter what we do to be saved? Or does it not matter? Does anything matter? Well, I contend that it does matter. In fact, I'm going to read you a verse of Scripture that ought to make you shudder. Listen to this. This is the words of Jesus himself. This is Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23. He said this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. That's who enters in. Not just because you call me Lord. So, I don't care what you call yourself. You can put a, the name Christian on your church. Is he the Lord in your sanctuary? Is he the Lord in your life? Because listen to what he went on to say. This is what ought to make us shudder right here. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, you ready for this? Have we not prophesied in your name? You ready for this one? Have we not cast out demons in your name? He's not done. Have we not done many wonderful works in your name? This is what people are going to say. We have done all of these things in your name. And he said, I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. What? Does it matter where we go? Does it matter what message we listen to? Does it matter what doctrine we follow? If we say we are Christian, are we the kind of Christian that Jesus will say, I know you? Or the kind that he might say, depart from me, I never knew you. You see, so all of a sudden it doesn't matter if you go to a church where they prophesy. It doesn't matter if you go to a church where they cast out demons. And it doesn't matter if you go to a church that does many wonderful works. It matters is do you do the will of God and we need to know what that will is. Can you say amen? So you can't go by works. You can't go by personality, and I'm glad because there's a lot better personalities in the pulpits than mine. And i tell you something else I'll be the first to admit to you. Not that you don't already know this. There's a lot better preachers out there than this one. Yes, there is, sister. Look at her shaking her head. No, there's not. Yeah, there is. <laughs> there's a lot better preachers out there than me. There's a lot better preachers out there than me. I'm, really? Seriously, you think I'm the best? No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> listen, listen. I listen to them. I've heard preachers. I've heard preachers of the truth. I've heard preachers of false doctrine that, that are more easy to listen to than I am. Does Jesus know them? When we stand before the Lord... He is not going to say to me, come on in, thou good preacher. He is not going to say, come on in, 
you good-looking guy. I'm not talking about me now. I'm talking about Alex. <laughs> Come on in, you great musician. No, no, no. Come in, you who do the will of my Father in heaven. So it does matter where we go, doesn't it? Now, let me get back to these wise men. I'm going to wrap this up pretty quick, actually. Well, I say pretty quick. I'm going to start wrapping it up now. I don't know how long the wrap-up will take. <clears throat> so bear with me. The Bible says this, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. So we're going to get the first little indication as, what it, as to what it actually takes to be recognized by God. The Lord is not slack, this is 2 Peter 3, 9, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all, how many? All. all, some of us, all, part of us, all, the ones that need to, all should come to repentance. You must repent and believe the gospel. In other words, you can't come to Jesus and keep living your life. You come to Jesus and start living the life he wants you to live. Can you say amen? In Mark chapter 1 verse 15, Jesus said this, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Not believe in me. Believe the gospel. How many people believe in Jesus but don't obey the gospel? Believe the gospel. I dare say that just about everybody listening to me today, unless you're too little to do it, believes in gravity. Anybody here does not believe in the power of gravity? Anybody up on that balcony does not believe in gravity? You know how I know you believe in gravity? You're going to come down the stairs when it's time to go home and not off the top, off the edge over here. <laughs> Why are you going to do that? Because you believe in gravity. And because you believe in gravity, what do you do? You obey gravity. How many of you like the fact that you can't step off of a building and just float down to the ground? Gravity doesn't care if you like it or not. <laughs> the law of gravity doesn't care what you think of it. You will obey it or else. And I'll tell you something else about gravity. Don't stand on the fifth story and say, I'm going to obey gravity, but when I'm down to the second story, I, I don't, it's not that big of a deal anymore. Let me tell you, legs break from two stories up as well as five. All right? But that's the way some people try to live for God. Well, I'm going to live for God in these big things, but these little things, um, a whole 10%, I'll just give an offering. I'll tithe on my net. Uh, you know, whatever. Forget the tithe. Anything. It could be anything. The, 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 some of the big things. I'll be to church every Sunday, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to sign up for a Bible reading program. Listen, I'm not, and I, I've got to be careful because there's some things that aren't, aren't absolutes, but there are some absolutes that because they're less important than the big things, we think they're not important. And if you're going to obey gravity, you're going to obey gravity two, you better obey gravity two stories up as well as five stories up. You better trust God and live for God in the big things and the small things. 
Can you say amen? You better love them enough to pray. You better love them enough to treat your spouse right. You better love them enough to seek his face and go to church, and you better love them enough to raise your children properly. You better, you better love them enough to, to, to read your Bible, and you better love them enough to, to, to have your spouse be the only other person in your life. I could go on and on, couldn't I? I'll stop there. Let me wrap this up with the three types of people that were alive during the time that Jesus was born and that those three types of people still live today. Number one was the wise men. I want to be named with the wise men. Where is he who was born king of the Jews? I have come to present my gifts, to give of myself, and to worship him. Where is he? That's who I want to be named with. But that's not who we're all named with. I hope all of you listening to me and here today are of those wise men's mentality. Where is he? I want to present the first fruits. I want to give him the best. I want to give him my best. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about me. Where is he? I've come to worship him. But the second group that was alive during the time of Jesus' birth is represented by King Herod. Now, King Herod was not happy that Jesus was born. King Herod, in fact, was very troubled by Jesus being born. And I'm here to tell you that there are people in this world that are very troubled by the fact that you believe in God. They are troubled by the fact that you consider yourself a Christian and they are not just live and let live, they are anti-you because you are pro-God. That type of people, represented by Herod. What did Herod want to do? He wanted to kill him. And this might have been happening in other countries for years now, generations now, but it's now coming to America where they're against you just because you are a Christian. And the more devoted you are to Christianity, the more they hate you. That element lives in our society today. I am right. And now the third. This might be the most troubling of all, is the third. The third element of group of people that lived during the time Jesus was born were the ones that didn't care that Jesus was born. Wise men, dignitaries, showed up in Jerusalem, and they went to the king of Jerusalem. And they said, where is he, born king of the Jews? And what did the king do? He called in the, he called in the Bible scholars. Hey, he's telling me the Messiah's been born. Where's the Messiah supposed to be born? They studied and they found out. They're here, they saw a star in the east, they've come to worship the Messiah, and the Bible says, hey, look at this, the Messiah's gonna be born in Bethlehem. And listen, it wasn't just Herod and, and, and a few scholars. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, let me see where I am. I don't even know where I am in my notes. Here I am. Matthew 4, 3. Listen to what it says. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And you ready for this? Matthew 4, 3. Read it for yourself. All of Jerusalem with him. All of Jerusalem heard the news that the Messiah was born. But where were they? They did not care. 
The wise men wanted to worship him. Herod wanted to kill him. And the rest just didn't even care. My friend, I want to be part of the group represented by the wise men. Where is he? I've come to present my gifts. I've come to worship him. I've come to magnify him. He is the king. He is my king. I want to know where he is. I want to praise him. I want to magnify him. I want to honor him with my first fruits. I want to give to him. I want to worship him. Where is he? So I can praise him. Herod, on the other hand, was saying, where is he? Because I want to snuff him out. I'm sick of listening to this stuff. I don't want to hear this stuff anymore. That's the other side. And the last one, who cares? Who cares if I go to church or not? What does it matter? Who cares if I tithe or not? What does that matter? Who cares if I pray or not? I don't care. Who cares? Jesus Help me to have the heart of a wise man that says, where is he? I've come to worship him. I have come to praise him. I have come to give my gifts. I have come to lay it all before him and to say, Jesus, you who were born into this world for one purpose, to give your life for my sins. Show me where you are so that I also can worship you. Let's praise him together. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.